so yeah, it's awesome to be with you guys again, to be doing another I'm, a, I'm Adopted Talk Life talk today. And to, today's topic, we're going to be covering what adoption is li- you know, like for people when they're in high school. And we came up with that topic because everyone has, you know, such different experiences. And I'm sure, you know, everyone that's been adopted gets asked such, you know, variety of questions about it and has such vast variety of experiences. So I think without further ado, let's go across the people and introduce everyone. So first off on my, the way that I'm thinking, let's start off with Alex Gilbert. Just a quick introduction, where you're from and when did you... Oh, when did you go to high school? When did you go to high school? Uh, I uh, I'm like where I'm from. Uh, well, born in Russia. I came here when I was two years old, and my high school. I was raised in a town called Fongarei, which is two hours north. Um, and I went to high school. Um, from what years did I go to high school? Man, such a long time ago. Uh, two thousand and six. I started high school, and I finished in two thousand and ten. Um, and yeah, it it was just a, it was a boys only school. But before that, it was all, um, I was in mixed before that. So I was in primary school, intermediate, which is middle school, I believe, in the States. Middle school. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe. And then um, high school, and I left high school at the age of 18. And then at the end of high school, I went straight. I left home and went straight to Auckland at the end of high school. Great. Thanks for sharing that with us, Alex. Next on my list is John Alan. Um, so my name's Jana. I um, was adopted from Akengask in Cape New Zealand when I was two. And I went to high school. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to high school. What else do I say? <laughs> um, and I went to high school up to year 13, which is the last year. Awesome. The same sort of deal you left when you were 18. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, next on the list is Chris. Hey, guys. (laughs) Um, hmm. So I am 27 years old. I'm cringing when I say that. Um, I was adopted at the age of four, and my adoption was a United States adoption. Um, And, yeah, that's it. Great. (laughs) Well, last but not least, Daria. (laughs) Hey guys, um, so I'm 29 years old. I cringe even more saying that. <laughs> um, and I was adopted from Russia. Um, I grew up in Michigan and I graduated high school in 2010, a long time ago. <laughs> Same like me, 2010, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. It's a very sensitive topic, Alex. Why did you want us yeah. to talk about this? I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess, I guess being the host for today, I have to lead it by example. So my name is Alex, originally adopted from Romania, a German family, and moved 14 years ago. To, moved 14 years ago to New Zealand, and yeah, it was quite interesting. I just yeah, when I came, I yeah went just about went into high school here. That was in um, t- 2006, so that's such a long time ago. And yeah, I went to a mixed high school. And that went all up the way to in year 13. So that's yeah, just before you in the US, you go into college or university, as we say in New Zealand, though I'm in British speaking countries, I mean, in British countries, more Anglo Saxon countries. 
And yeah, so I yeah, so I finished high school in 2013. So that's also a very long time ago. And actually, what was funny, a couple of years ago, yeah, two years ago, we had our first high school reunion. That was a really interesting experience, to say the least. Haven't had one of those yet. <laughs> so I think let's get into the bit further. Let's say going around again. I think that's the best way to start off is. What was everyone's, let's say, most unique, let's say, experience as an adoptee in high school and why? Starting off with Alex. Just uh, yeah. In high school, well, um, it was actually during high school is when I, I got really curious about tracking my roots and my learning about more about my identity. It was definitely high school. Not so much intermediate or primary school, but I would say in the beginning it was more... Um, at that point where I was able to, I was open to talk about it more. Uh, I was actually called um, Alex then in high school. Before that, I was called my, by my um, actual first name, which is Sasha. So Alex is my middle name. So I started being called uh, Alex, which was a, a change, but that was my choice. Um, and I just, people were kind of curious about, you know, the backstory about that. Like, what, why Alex? What, what's, what is this all about? And I was very um, open to talk about it. And then I started to think about it more during high school. And obviously, during high school, you're going through all sorts of new, new feelings, emotions. Everything is, is it's changing very fast during high school. So um, that was me really adjusting through high school and just getting more curious about that and learning a lot more about my Russian side, especially in high school. Definitely. Great. That's really awesome, Alex. And especially that that was kind of like your starting point to get everything started for you. Yeah. I think what I'm hearing there. So, yeah, let's jump next to Jana. Um, for in high school, I didn't start, like, when I was 13 or 14, I started kind of trying to search for my birth family but didn't have any luck. Then I kind of gave up on them, gave, not gave up on them, but gave up on that search for a while until I finished high school. But um, what I've, I found high school quite like up and down time, like Alex was saying, lots of things were changing. And I think for me being adopted, um, I was affected by not being able to see my parents physically like reflected in me because they didn't look like me. And so I feel like it kind of links with identity that I was um, finding that a bit of a challenge and a struggle to, um, to kind of deal with. And then when I was a teenager and would have arguments with my family, it would be kind of like, I, I kind of felt sometimes that they weren't like, it's hard to say that, um, like, why are you being um, so annoying to me when, like, you chose to adopt me? <laughs> That's how I felt when I was a teenager. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was no, fair enough. But I think everyone can relate you know that the, you know that those times can be a roller coaster ride for people even if they're just not adopted as well so but i've i've heard yeah i mean i've heard people um i've definitely come across a few stories where maybe something in high school has really bothered them with their parents who have adopted them and they say you know 
I wish I wasn't adopted or why I want to go back. And it's, it's, I've heard of stories like that and it does happen. It does happen. And it's because you're going through all sorts of emotions and there's people that have been sending messages through to I'm adopted who are, who are in high school and they, you know, we have, um, we have like an age limit and things that come through on the group, but a lot of them say, you know, I'm angry at my parents. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I want to do this secretly. I just want to track down my birth family. I'm so hurt. Um, I want to know what's that missing link. And I think that's, it's all high school, it's all high school emotions. It's, it's not high school emotions. It's when you're growing up, you're going through different changes like that. And of course you're going to be throwing anger or you're going to be throwing confusion or you're just so confused about what, why, why am I like this? Why, why am I different in this way? But I still do not understand exactly the reason I'm still working that out. But like every, like everybody, you're all working life out during high school. Well, not life, but you know, you're working through those growing up stages. Yeah, through the teen, the teen, the teenage development stages, exactly. Yes, yes, that, that's that's what I, that's what I was saying. Yeah, getting it. Yeah, you're getting at it nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when uh, now next, unless you do you want to say add anything there to Jana, we you're all good that we go on to Chris. What me? No, no, I'm talking to Jana. I'm asking Jana if she wants to add anything to her, to her, you know, experience. What she was saying there. Oh, good. good. We can move on. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, obviously, too, Alex. Um, it's a conversation, so we don't have to move around to everybody like that as well. You can, we can all just talk. Yeah, no. I was just thinking at the beginning to make it, you know, to ease everyone into it. We go around, you know, some. But no, I, but no, it's awesome that everyone's just jumping in if they've got, you know, any thoughts. And yeah, Dara, you know, if, even if Chris, you know, is talking, if anybody has any interesting input, you know, feel free to jump in flat and say, hey, you know, I can really relate because of that. So, you know, everyone jump in if you want to as well. Um, I kind of relate to what everyone's saying in reference to kind of like being curious in high school. For me, I actually found out I was adopted in high school. Like, I didn't know. Like, I found out when I was 17. Um, I was having a conversation with my grandma and me and my mom had like gotten to this fight and then I was like, Grandma, sometimes I just feel like I'm adopted and she's like, you are. And that's how I found out. And so I was pretty angry in high school. Um, I was pretty rebellious. Um, had a really smart mouth with my parents. And then with me finding out about my adoption like years later and not, you know, knowing at all, I did a lot of drugs and stuff. Like I struggled with drug abuse a lot um, because it was just like a a shell shock for me. Like my whole life, I'm thinking my parents are my parents. And then I find out that they're not, you know, and it was just, I felt like the two people that I was supposed to trust the most lied to me. And it really messed up, you know, my trust issues with people because, you know, my parents lied. Um, And that was kind of my little experience in high school. So I relate. Wow. I think the question of them just has some did you say you only found out when you were 17 that you were adopted? Just wanted to clarify that I heard that right. Yeah, so I only had wow. pictures from four and up. I didn't have any baby pictures, so I kind of always thought something was off. But when I would ask my parents, they would say no. And they would say, does God make mistakes? And I would say no. And they would say, there's your answer. So after I would hear that, I would kind of tell myself, okay, you're not adopted. Just chill out, you know, and kind of move on. And then when I heard that, it's like, wait, you know? <laughs> All sorts of questions, eh? Wow, that's that's quite quite an experience, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely. I would imagine that that must have been quite. Yeah, 
I think actually, I would say, I think that's kind of like a piece, uh, like a piece of reality breaking apart. You know, like if you always had a certain belief and then it just gets shattered, like you know, pieces get shattered. You know. Yeah, I think like the biggest personal struggling point for me was to because I grew up with my my birth sister too. We have different birth fathers, but it hurt me to find out that my sister was also adopted because I thought that my sister was actually my parents' child because they had her from a you know as a baby. And um, that was like something that saddened me was that she too would have to go through the ado adoptee experience, you know, of, you know, feeling, feeling those feelings towards our birth parents. And that's something I didn't want her to feel, you know? Yeah. So. And, and Chris, you found that her experience has been different so far, as far as I know, right? Yeah, like my sister, she, I think like what's interesting is like the age bracket of like when people find out they're adopted or like when they were adopted. My sister was adopted as a baby, so she really has zero interest in, you know, getting to know our birth family. Like she just doesn't want to know and she just focuses on the family that raised us. And it's just interesting to see how she deals with it and how I deal with it. And we're both raised in the same way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Must be, uh, must be, um, I think, I, I, yeah, I don't know how on. you would have coped with all that information, Chris, too, being so much older. Wait, can you ask that one more time? I'm sorry. So I, I don't know how you would have um, been able to take in all those answers at the age of 17 mm -hmm. such in such a later. It must have been, yeah, difficult to kind of comprehend what's, why didn't, why didn't I know this earlier? I was literally the spawn of Satan when I found out all that. Like, I made my parents' life a living hell, for sure. Like, yeah. for sure. You know, I regret it, but at the same time, we're even, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But it makes, you know, it makes sense. You know, I mean, in a way, you know, like, you kind of, your sense of reality and world kind of would break apart, you know, like, would be collapsing in you, and, like, you would be questioning everything, like, what is real, what's not. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, like, related it almost like an identity crisis a little bit like because well, you know we always feel like two people like the birth us and the the, the the current us and i feel like that to me was like a divide like whoa and i feel like sometimes like you know as adoptees like we always kind of have that underlying feeling of always feeling excluded even though we're included if that makes sense you know definitely i definitely can yeah i get what you're meaning there i think and what about um, what about you, Daria? What about the whole you know? Because you had some great photos you shared with us last week. <laughs> which yeah, we're leading and all sorts, all the throwbacks. All of us, we had all crazy throwbacks. But Daria, you had some really, really throwbacks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually funny because I was looking into even more throwbacks, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was just I was a hot mess in high school. I still am a little bit, but I'm trying to get it more together. <laughs> But um, every year was just like different for me in high school. Like I was just trying to be a different person every year for those four years. And um, I was just trying to figure it out. Um, I think I definitely closed myself off like from my own name, from Russia, from my story. And I just didn't want to talk about it anymore to people. Um, so yeah, I kind of kept to myself, but I was like cool with everybody. I was very open-minded to like all of the different cliques in high school. Um, I was into like a lot of different things, but I was really into like sociology, zoology, psychology, all those things. Cause they're so like important 
like within myself, like kind of just figuring out my past and myself and how everything works and nature versus nurture. I was so into that and just like learning about that kind of stuff. And that was, I wasn't understanding at the time that that was kind of like me trying to connect to myself, to my past. But yeah, I was just really into all that. And I was really rebellious. How rebellious. <laughs> I, I was skipping school all the time. I was fighting with my parents, with my brothers. And um, yeah, I just was really rebellious. I just wanted to leave and just run away and do this and that. And I was just, I was crazy. <laughs> and I... I also understood high school, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I thought that those four years were just, like, eh, it's just four years, whatever, it's almost over. I was just, like, trying to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, try to get through them fast, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it was always, like, I, I loved high school, don't get me wrong, but it was always, I was always ready to take that big step into the big wide world, as they would say, in high school, and I was just, I was really, yeah, I was ready to just to take on everything and it'll happen, you know, ha have everything happen now. But with you, Dari, as well, did you, during high school, did you often also think, oh, you know, what what happened, what happened all those years ago in, in, in Russia? They, I just, is there something here that's, are these genetic, do I have genetic traits or anything or personality that might be linked up with my family in Russia or where's all this coming from? Just trying to figure things out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think subconsciously it was definitely there. It was starting to kind of lurk underneath, but I didn't, I wasn't recognizing it as that. I just was like, oh, I'm so interested in nature and nurture and, you know, blood and genetics and all these things, but I didn't understand like, oh, obviously, you know, I want to know my past. <laughs> it wasn't like in my face like that. <laughs> didn't do any, um, cause yeah, cause I mean, I wanted to know my past at the end of high school. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I um I had moments when I was 18, and this is with all respect with my parents as well, but I wanted to search for some family members in Russia at the age of 18, and I, that's when I did my first search, but I didn't find anything. So it really, I lost a lot of motivation then. But it was because during high school, I was trying to, fix, trying to put the pieces together myself, being the cool high school kid I was trying to be. But, it, you know, it's just, it's just it, it was too early. It was too early, I, I, I realized. Uh. So was Ed Sheeran singing about you at that time already, like <laughs> picking up the pieces? Sorry, you lost me there. I was saying, is that what the Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran song is about, picking up the pieces? I have no idea what song <laughs> you're talking about. but Ed, me neither. <laughs> but as, it looks like we have a secret Ed Sheeran fan here. So um, <laughs> thanks, Alex. That can be for another topic. <laughs> <laughs> I found it was really interesting how um, some of you guys were rebellious and that was your high school experience. But for me, I was so petrified of getting into trouble. I just wanted to please everyone. And I guess that could be related to being adopted as well because, I don't know, you're scared that people won't like you or you're or that banding you, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what I think. But I, I feel like it's super interesting how someone can be adopted but have a variety of different emotions and different experiences and how they're all valid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, can, 
I can agree. Like for myself, I probably wanted to please and, and still do. I'm working on it now, but now I can see that definitely throughout high school, I was trying to probably please like all these different cliques and groups and try to fit in, but still be my own self and keep to myself. And I was so cool and cordial with everybody. But when it came to my own family, I was very rebellious. <laughs> so I kind of like played both roles. Kind of like um, Daria, like I relate to that because it's like my school environment, like with my peers and friends, I was well liked. I never really had any issues. But as soon as I went home, I was like a totally different person because my parents at the time, they didn't really want to talk about the adoption even after I found out. So I felt entitled that it was like my right to discuss something that they were not discussing. So I would be extremely rude like the stuff that would come out of my mouth was completely crazy like i just felt really entitled to learn more about my past so my home life was dramatic and as daria rebelled i rebelled but my school life was great so it was like you know two different mediums did you feel more comfortable as well with um obviously you know going to school and stuff too chris did you feel like this was um, a place to kind honestly, of uh i liked school school for me education has always been like a, a balancing thing for me like no matter what i was going through education is like something that levels me out so i think um yes and no um like can you ask me the question one more time i got kind of like lost in my own thoughts. No, no, so like like did you feel um not like like you could like you could vent or you could say a lot more at school and feel a little bit more comfortable about kind of. Um, I think what Alex is yeah. trying to say is maybe like, did you feel more like you belonged in school? That's what I think you're oh, trying to um, say. Or fit in, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. It's like, do you feel like it's a safe place? Like you feel a lot. Um, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> No, 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 no. I hear what you're saying. Um, I did feel safe at school. I actually talked almost every morning to the school counselor. So that was like my safe haven, like kind of starting counseling really early. Um, however, sometimes it actually triggered me a little more because sometimes I would hear my friends talking about their parents and stuff. And I kept this a secret because, you know, I didn't want anyone to know about it because it was just overwhelming to me. So if anything, sometimes it would actually trigger me a little bit more like, oh, hey, me and my mom are doing this. And in my head, I'm like, you and your mom are hanging out. I don't even hang out with my mom. I don't even know who my real mom is. You know, it's like everything was a triggering point for me. So I love school, but I also disliked it for that very reason at the same time, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand it would be quite like just hearing people talking like that and you'll just be like, oh, this this is not really fear on me. I feel left out. Oh. And it's really, You're I think it's really interesting perspective, Chris and everyone. and. I would also say like Jana, I would, say I, I would personally say I had a total different experience actually that I, yeah, I found, yeah, that I, I think I wasn't too rebellious or anything that I actually was kind of, yeah, you know, just, I guess, normal. You're not rebellious? I'm not, yeah, I wasn't too rebellious at all. I was actually surprising that I was kind of like even... Like, even like, I still remember one time one of the teachers kind of like calling me a nerd or a geek. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that, Alex. <laughs> yeah, or like, I feel, I think like one of our physics teachers and said, oh, yeah, yep. Because I was asking some questions because I was always a curious kid. So what, so what, the adoption also, stuff, what was that all like for you during high school? I think I've actually felt almost quite included. I mean, we definitely, you know, there, there were definitely, you know, different groups of people, but I, yeah, I got along with most people, you know, I mean, I definitely had a group of friends that I 
you know, that I stayed with him in life school, but some of those friendships are still lasting. Today is a couple of, you know, only a handful of people that, you know, are still in close contact with, but we still remain friends till now. Yeah. Ooh, so I think, um, yeah, I've had a, I, yeah, I was really lucky to have a really good supportive group of friends, you know, that, you know, you could, you know, you, you could be involved with and, you know, you were accepted and stuff. And yeah, I think looking back at it, I was, I actually never was at least consciously too worried about like being liked by the other people. I just, I know it's like myself. Um, I actually have something that I'm kind of like, kind of listening to, like, I, I'm curious, I think this is an interesting question. What type of friends or like peers did you have in high school or that, or what type of people did you gravitate towards during those high school periods of, you know, at, like when we were adopted and stuff like, no? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, is it okay if I just, if I can just quickly throw it out there? <laughs> um, so in high school, I really, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I really only had um, a selected amount, a selected group of friends that I really stuck with and stayed with most of my high school years. Um, it was always just a few people that I had in my circle, like circle of trust sort of thing that people would just stick. I mean, of course, I'd throw in, we'd have new friends and new people coming, moving to school and we'll make new friends. But it was always, it was always this small group of people that we, we all stuck together. And to this day, I still keep in touch with them as well. And um, to me, yeah, it was just like, yeah, having having that circle and also all the all my friends were a lot like me. We all like hung out on the weekends, and when we got older, when we turned eighteen and stuff, we'd hang out over the weekends at the bars and stuff. You can drink at eighteen here, and you know it was just um, just growing up with my friends, my same group of friends, which was really is what I wanted, and it was yeah, it was good, it was good. Okay, yeah. I'll go. <laughs> um, I think personally, uh, my friend choice over the years has definitely like changed a lot. Um, back then, I would kind of like gravitate towards potheads. Like I was really into like, you know, that type of scene, like when I found out I was adopted and like the party scene. So I would have like a lot of party friends and that's like what I did very frequently. Um, however, I still got my school stuff done. And now I kind of find that people who I enjoy being around, who, people who mentally stimulate me or understand, um, you know, who I am as a person um, and just kind of staying away from those party people now, you know? Yeah. So you kind of realize, like, not realize, but later on you're just like, right, this is not really for me. I want to stay away from this. And Yeah, I think like to me, like the people that I was hanging around at that time of life, like I was looking to not feel anything because I was feeling so many emotions. So I was looking for escapes and I would use people as a form of escaping as well, you know? And it's like, in examples, I hung around um, previously a lot of friends that disrespected their parents. Um, and so I would learn, you know, tactics that were extremely disrespectful from other people's parents and apply them to my own parents to make them suffer for, you know, the delayed secret of, you know, me being adopted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Wow, <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like, oh my god, I sound crazy. Like, <laughs> you're letting it all out, Chris. It's good. It's what. It's what this is all about, though. I'm pretty. Yeah, open. it's good that you. It's good that you recognize that. Like, that's that's real. Um. Yeah, my friend circle has definitely changed. Like the friends that I would, I guess, gravitate, um, or attract in high school were like more misfits, <laughs> like misunderstood. Just kind of didn't, wasn't really categorized as anything. Um 
I don't think I knew any other adoptees in high school. Um, so I didn't like connect to, I don't, I don't think I knew of them at least, but no, I was just like kind of like a misfit myself, but like cool with everybody cordial, but didn't belong anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the closest friends that I had were just different. Um, maybe they like joined, um, the, the class year later on and they weren't really, um, being included into the other friend zones or whatever. So I would kind of just like take them in and they'd be my friend and then we'd add more to it. And there's like maybe, maybe no more than five of us that would hang out. Um, I'm not really close with them now, but we still like follow and keep in touch here and there and stay updated on each other's lives. But yeah, my friend circle has definitely changed now. Like Chris said, more um, people that just understand me more kind of still misfits, <laughs> a little still different, but at the same time, we, we understand we come together more. Well, everyone grows up too. Everyone does get older and they get more mature, obviously, and, you know, things do change. Um, but, yeah, of course, there's always going to be a bit of mayhem in the background from the past, and likewise with my friends too. I still have a few crazy party friends here and there, but, yeah, no, it's, I had, uh, with... With you, Dari, you didn't have anybody in your high school that was also adopted, did you, really, you saying? Not that I know of. Um, there probably was, but I wasn't, like, I didn't know. <laughs> it wasn't really on my radar to, like, think about I'm adopted and this and that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, thinking like that. I was just trying to, like, kind of, like, head down, stay in my zone, but I still was, like, rebellious and still, like, cool with everybody. I, like... I was like on the pom-pom team. So I was kind of like big in that and kind of known. And then I also had like a high school sweetheart that I was like known, you know, to be with this person. But at the same time, I was like very to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the weekends, like, even though I didn't like really love school, I, I took it seriously being there and I just didn't love it. And then on the weekends, I would go out and just kind of like party and just rebel. <laughs> Rebellious. <laughs> I really like the point of like what Daria said about not having other adoptees in high school because I kind of reflect that. I, I reflect on that like and it resonated in me too like with my personal experience like I never really sought out other adoptees or it's like I kept it a secret because I labeled it as being something that was bad like oh my gosh I'm adopted I have to keep this to my, myself or sometimes people would like say little com you know comments like you, like last week when we were talking about that Nicki Minaj song I'm adopted and you uh, or you're adopted and I'm biological like people not understanding that those little small you know statements actually uh, hurt us and I think that something that could have been beneficial for us all um, was maybe having like a, a high school adoptee support group or something so you know you could have a pool of people to to relate to at that age you know yeah I mean yeah, it's, uh, it's a really interesting point, Chris, there, because I didn't actually um, know anyone either, or, you know, was looking out for anybody either that was adopted. I mean, the only other person that was adopted, that I knew that was adopted was my, you know, like my brother that went to, you know, to a lower grade than I, you know, like than I did, not in high school, and we call it in Zealand primary school. Wait. Oui. I have another question for anyone. This is like kind of off subject, but it's kind of in subject at the same time. 
do you guys get excited when like you meet someone and then you're like, oh, I'm adopted. And they're like, I'm adopted too. And you're like, oh my gosh, you get it. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, yeah. Excited. like, or am I the only one? Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's like when I meet all of you guys, it's awesome because we can have these conversations and I just want to throw everything out there and you guys, you know, can relate in some way or another. And it, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I remember I met Jana a few years back. I met Alex a few years further back and now I met you, Chris. Six years ago now six years ago and then met Daria at the start of the year it's just it's awesome because that just it makes it makes me uh all of us talk to each other more and it makes me feel a lot more comfortable than what I used to be um when mm. I used to talk about adoption earlier Indeed. yeah awesome I think something that I also wanted to hear that I picked up a theme on you know that that some people were saying you know that their high school years were you know partly like more rebellious in some degree you know in some you know, in some shape or form, you know, included rebellion of it. Would you say that, would you guys say that that rebellion, you know, especially let's say your story, Chris, you know, or Darius actually was a subconscious call for actually, you just want to be heard or you want kind of answers? Because that's what a rebellion basically is, you know, you want to be heard for something. Yeah. When definitely. he said, you know, yeah. like when Chris said when he was 17, you know, he, he wanted, you know, he's, your words, you know, so remember you said you said, I felt entitled to, you know, know my history and you weren't getting that. And then you said, I ended up hanging out with kids that were, you know, that were being disrespectful to their parents. And I was applying these, you know, techniques I learned to my own parents. But you said, you know, you also felt bad, you said in hindsight, now reflecting on it. Absolutely. Because something that my parents actually recently, like they're now, just now, years later, starting to be more open about the adoption. Something my dad told me on my birthday, actually last month, it was the best birthday gift ever to hear him say it. He said, one of their biggest regrets is not celebrating me twice, the day you know that I was born and the day that they got me. And he had said, Chris, we literally did not know how to do this. And I feel like that's a mistake that a lot of you know adoptive parents like experience. Like they literally don't know. So it's like on the receiving end, as I you know progress like past that high school point, as I reflect, I'm like, wow, what if that was me and I didn't know and I was being faulted for all these things and something that I think about is like why I feel so guilty about my actions in high school is when I look at it it's like wow my parents actually reversed or you know worked with the damaged parts of me from my birth parents of you know the abandonment and stuff and they actually you know were there so it's like why is that anger towards those people and not you know the birth parents so that was something that I greatly struggled with a lot yeah I would say I think with the I heard it, we heard it quite often you know, with I'm adopted that a, a lot of, you know, adoptive parents struggle, you know, with their own emotions and a lot of, you know, those emotions is attached to fear and actually the fear of loss. And I think, I think what's a, what I found in a lot of countries and I don't want to single out a country, but I've heard that the U.S. can be known, you know, depends who the adoption goes to is that unfortunately adoptive parents always don't receive their adequate support or education. And, and I would say, you know, especially over the years now, there's a lot more resources come out, whereas, you know, when we, you know, us were adopted, there weren't maybe as many. I mean, some parents, you know, really got into the books. I mean, you know, even behind me here, you know, like behind me here and over there, there's like a, if you can see there, like a book place where my, actually, you know, adoptive parents, well, before they got my brother and me, they were reading through different books, but they even told, you know, me that, it was a bit overwhelming with all the different advice out there and thinking, you know, what's the best way, you know, what's the best, you know, way to deal with certain things. 
See, I think I'm personally a firm believer in transparency and the truth. Like, literally the old thing, you know, uh, the, the, just honesty is the best policy. Like, I feel like the more straightforward you are in the situations in reference to adoptive parents and children, like, the more stronger you'll be. And I think that where adoptive parents go wrong is they have their insecurities internally and they don't communicate their insecurities to their children. So the kid has no idea how the parent is feeling because of that whole, I'm the parent, you're the kid, stay in your place type thing. And they don't want to see the child's, you know, perspective. And something that I like to uh, think of adoption as is a triangle. The adoptee is at the top, the birth parent, and the adoptive parents. It's a triangle. There's a miscommunication between the triangle, you know, and I think that um, if all perspectives, like if we all like try to learn, you know, there could be more healing in the adoption, the adoption community, you know? Do you yeah, and I think, and I think the triangle gives it a hierarchy instead of putting a circle, you know, with different layer where, you know, at the at the center, you put transparency and then everything around it goes, it's, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, do you also feel during high school as well when you you go through rebellious stages or maybe you're doing something wrong and your parents, your adoptive parents would often ask, you know, what are we doing wrong as adoptive parents? Um, how what, what are we doing wrong? Are we doing this wrong? Are we are we not, you know, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of that is... I know with when there's siblings involved as well, and the parents are dealing with um, dealing with children that are going through some struggles in high school. The parents would often question, you know, why? What have we done wrong? Have we done something wrong here? Do we raise these children wrong? That's often another thing that a lot of adoptive parents ask about for their for their for their children. Um, I think with me personally, um, I'm not sure. I I'm sure it was like um, Alex Kush said that it was a cry out for help needing to be heard, understood, you know, I connected to the misfits because I felt misunderstood. So in my household um, at that time, but I also didn't fully understand or grasp what was going on internally. So I didn't have um, parents that I guess would ask those sort of questions, but I also was crying out for help to be asked those questions. I think um, I wanted that, but if I were to actually get it, I probably would not have known how to respond or understand or actually absorb it. Um, so it's kind of like a huge disconnect all around for me when it comes to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's but not... no, I, I think, I think yeah. that's so important for, I think that's so important for parents to want to, um, not only the adoption, um, process, should those things be kind of like communicated and helped and have like this information yeah. um, and books and these things to read uh, prior, but also it depends on the family and the parents of asking and, you know. Of course. And I think what also makes, I think, you know, points that you guys are making is, you know, about it being a cry for help, you know, or the information is that I think it's, it's can be also very difficult for the adoptive parents and the, the child to interact with each other because there's quite a lot of, you know, heavy, you know, charged emotions involved, you know, let's, let's say if a adoptive child, you know, let's say typical age, let's say like Alex at 14, you know, or 12, you want to look for your birth parents, you generally, I would say the average 14 year old one hasn't got the, got the emotional, you know, intelligence, how to articulate that, you know, to the you know, to like to accommodate their adoptive parents' feelings because, you know, the adoptive parents will naturally be, could be, you know, quite anxious, you know, some, you know, there'd be some emotions and, you know, how to deal with that kind of emotional charged, you know, 
feeling of everyone involved can be quite tricky, you know. <coughs> then we just swallowed something. But so yeah, just for, for, you know, like especially for teenagers, because teenagers have a lot of, you know, emo are on their own emotional roller coasters as well. So it's really, it can be quite a challenging time for teenagers to actually to really be aware and manage their emotions effectively. So I think it's, I think for that age bracket, I think it's more important for the parents to really have a toolbox available to, you know, you know, how can they de-escalate an emotional situation or things like that? But if, how if, can you actually, yeah. how yeah. can you have a constructive conversation with your adoptive child about, you know, looking for the birth pa parents and, you know, like in a recent talk, we had a really good, yeah, a really good participant called, what's an, uh, Christy, no, Chris. No, what's her name? Uh, Katie, Christine. Alex, correct Katie, me the name. Katie Zucker and Christine, her mom, Christine. Yeah, yeah, yes, Christine, who really, uh, who gave a really good example. I think if anyone wants to check it out, that told her, you know, teenage daughter before visiting the birth, and they actually verbalized their emotions and their fears to to her daughter. You know, that was in their late teenage years, which I think was really a brave thing to do. Yeah. I mean, when I when I questioned about my birth family during my high school years, my parents, they sat down with me and said, look, you know, we'd love for you to do this, but we just don't want you to get hurt being so young. If you did it in the teenage, in your teenage years. And I was, I obviously was young. I was too young to understand all of that. I was way too young to understand that. And I think, I believe that when I did finally search for them at the age of 21, it was the right time for me. I felt comfortable then more comfortable. I, I love that your parents did that though. Cause I think that that's like what makes things a lot easier. Like in reference to like the guilt of pursuing your birth family is like when your adoptive family is more supportive of that, you feel like less shame. Like I know for me, when I was, you know, looking for my birth parents, I like basically kept it to myself for almost like six to eight months before I said anything. Yeah. Um, and I just dealt with those emotions by myself because I didn't want to hear you're a bad person for doing this when, you know, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I felt like almost, I felt, I felt a bit, I mean, I, I know I knew my parents really well, so I felt like it was okay, but also I felt like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this, or I don't know if I should ask my parents right now, but then I would feel bad about doing the search now and then asking later on, you know, and if I found anything, it was just always, I don't know, it was like, I don't know what the right decision was, that's what I'm trying to say, I just don't know which way was the right way, and so I thought that was the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that open communication is just so important on the parents and to have, whether it's a rebellious teenager or one that maybe doesn't know how to, you know, maybe just shutting off and trying to please or just any way that it comes out. I think those teenagers are so important, like identity and figuring yourself out more and trying to fit in here and there at home in school. Um, yeah, I think that open communication is like really beautiful that you had that growing up. I necessarily at least didn't feel that I had that. Yeah. Um, similar with Chris, because um, for those of you who are watching that don't know, I was adopted twice when I was um, six out of Russia. And then when I was about eight, eight and a half into my family now. And that transition, I um, within the first few years and into my early teenage years, I was having a hard time because... I was thinking of my first family that had adopted me and I wanted to express and talk about it. Mm. And obviously it was like kind of a cutoff from that family. Now you're with us and you know, 
uh, that transition was really quick for me. And I think I had a hard time not being able to express it. And that communication wasn't there for me. Um, so it's something that I'm working on now within my own family. But yeah, I think it would have been helpful um, if it was more open. Taking small steps as well and figuring out when is the right time to ask that with yeah. your current family as well because of what would have happened all the past stuff with your first family it would have been quite hard to, you can't just yeah. sit down with your new family right away and say look this is i want to talk about all this it's it, it's, it must it would have been difficult yeah yeah i i mean for me I, I couldn't even bring them up <laughs> i couldn't even bring up my first family so it was hard for me because i i view the whole adoption experience as there's love all around that family you know saved me you know from my situation that i had and i i'm yeah. blessed to be adopted and have this love around and I, I i think i probably wanted that open communication i probably was struggling with that as a teenager for myself and that's why i was so rebellious so rebellious yeah i mean um interesting question to ask everyone so like relating to our high school years, like what is like either like a person or like a service that you wish that we could have like had access to during our high school to help us kind of like move forward in the process of like accepting our, uh, you know, journey as adoptees? Uh, I would like to have a support group. Um, yes. I mean, I did it in primary school. We had a support group with Russian adoptees, but it would have been nice to have a, a link or something that I could have reached out to um, in regards to any information doesn't matter about searching but just some resource i know my parents are fine with talking about it too but it would have been nice to talk to other adoptees um yes. in a big teenage group it would have been perfect i reckon that would have helped a lot and i think adding to alex gilbert there what he's saying there, i think what it would have been really nice i would have said would have having also in addition to the resources is actually having physical get-togethers because when i was growing up as a you know child before teenage years before moving to New Zealand in Germany because I was adopted first to Germany before we moved to Savannah to New Zealand as we had an adoption group where we always met up like once every two like twice a year as a whole big group and we did activities together like have a barbecue in summer or you know did activities together and I still remember that and I think that would be nice to have something like that for teenagers that is maybe even you know teenage led or by more senior adoptees that say let's say you know get the group of adoptees together and let's go i don't know bowling together one weekend you know as a group of people or even go you know on a on a camping or something together it would be cool i think the bond day eh? to bond and grow grow um relationships with those who have been through a similar experience um during high school yeah. a perfect uh scenario perfect situation perfect outcome would yeah be. And I think what would be even more interesting is, you know, even for older teenagers is maybe even having like some kind of mentor figure or something, you know, that they can relate and say, oh, you know, I've been through that, you know, just a sounding board. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what about you, yeah. I think um, it would have been helpful, like you said, just, um, just someone you can talk to to kind of open up that conversation because... I found with my parents, it was all good, but then at some points I felt like that was the past, this is the future, now you're going to be like a, raised as a Kiwi kid and like it's going to be all good and you're going to go off to uni and do all these things and um, it was kind of like 
not that it was brushed under the rug, but it wasn't kind of like, it was like, oh yeah, you're fine. Like, like, so it would be nice to have, yeah, that conversation with someone. But did to, you, yeah. Did you talk and about I didn't know adopted people like growing up. Right. So that. you didn't have the support group and stuff like that growing up. Yeah, like my brother was adopted too, but he, he's my brother and he didn't really talk much about it either. <laughs> yeah, my brother never talked about it much either. Um, that was the thing. I would be completely open and on, I just want to talk about it, but my brother wasn't really keen on talking about it. But of course, I don't. I, it's perfectly fine. It's his own choice. Um, but it would have been, yeah. In, in primary school, we had the support group, but later on that kind of just, everyone goes their own ways. Everyone, everyone's life exactly. changes too. During high school, things change. Um, and then I lost contact with them, but it would have been nice for it, me in high school to have that communication. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Like for me, um, I didn't have, I don't think I knew of any other adoptees. It wasn't on my radar in high school. Um, but yeah, and now that I'm really looking at it, like now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was really crying out for help. Like I really needed to express these things. I'm a very expressive person. I'm finding out more and more now. <laughs> and, um, I, it was definitely like a disconnect and I shut all that off and just try to get through it. Um, so I think it would have been really helpful for me. And then with, um, Chris's, uh, question earlier. I definitely get so excited meeting other adoptees, like whether they message me or I just meet them out and about or however it happens, like here, the whole community, like I, I just get so excited because I feel like we're all, we're all our own little misfits, you know, and we exactly. all, it's like a tribe that we're gaining. <laughs> and I just get really excited. I'm like, it takes, it can take me a long time to connect to people. But when I meet an adoptee, I'm like, oh, we're, we're just connected. We're like, it feels like family to me. Just yep. feels so good. And uh, yeah, it excites me. I love it. I mean, you hear stories too, Daria. Stories come through of people just saying, look, hello, uh, I was adopted from this place. I don't know anybody else. And then they connect with you and it's it, it helps them a lot. It really does. It helps a lot of people. And that's the thing. It's just having that communication and support there for other people who need it. And because in high school, you know, I mean, I know we're talking about high school here as well, but in high school, it would have been nice to have something called I'm Adopted back then. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely. I and wish I it was back then. <laughs> and I think it's only human nature because humans, you know, we're social creatures. And I think every, you know, person, you know, people, you know, every person looks for some kind of sense of belonging, you know, and yeah. it's actually in a, in a lot of the adoption research, it is that that's the big, you know, thing that adoptees that have struggled in the past with, you know, with anything, you know, and, you know, for instance, you know, what Chris meant, you know, mentioned with his struggles and stuff that, you know, a lot of adoptees that struggle with finding a sense of belonging can be impacted, you know, that can then actually lead to health, you know, impacts like substance abuse, or, you know, other things, you know, as well, you know, because actually humans ha not having that sense of belonging and closure is actually vital for them, you know, for, for everyone, you know, and feeling feeling like they're included, you know, it's really, yeah, it's really important for them, for their well-being. And, yeah, you know, yeah. even, even for their, you know, mental well-being, because adoptees are twice as likely as non-adoptees to be impacted by, by you know, mental well-being, mental health. 
Yeah, I mean, here's a question I really want to, and I agree with that. I mean, it's like it, everyone has different. Everyone has a different experience through high school as well. Yeah. I want to ask, obviously, um, I know with Chris, you found out when you were 17 about being adopted, but with everybody else as well, um, the big question is, did that? Did high school really, Did when did you really want, decide you wanted to track down information or your, learn about your identity? Was it during high school or after high school? After high school for me, after like I dealt with that, but then I started my journey at the age of 24 when i started actively searching so you got right into it around 24 and you're like this is where this is the time now what made you what made you want to do it then at 24 actually i was in a relationship for about seven years on and off and the person i was dating at the time they would always kind of tell me like hey you're projecting a lot of stuff on me or like i was very volatile or aggressive towards them and they you know would try to like you know calm me down but i was like inconsolable like nothing would work and they would say, hey, you know, I feel like you finding your family would give you some answers. Like, you don't know who you are. And, like, they would try to kind of coach me through it. And then when I started to see how my actions and words were affecting someone that I loved, it made me want to, you know, reevaluate, okay, maybe this will help me if someone that I love is telling me that I need this, you know? Just get, get, um, pushes you to do it. Yeah, like sometimes all we need is that little push. It's like sometimes we're a little fearful, but it's like, you know, either we're fearful or we just don't know. So which one are you going to like let, you know, run you? I feel like even just as friends as well and talking online or just, you know, through video calls and stuff too, it's um pushing, not pushing, but, you know, supporting other people that have never been through anything and just talking to them and being open and honest about your own story and you're not telling them to do it, but it, it does give them a um, motivation to do something if they would like to. And I think also what's powerful, Chris, is, and you probably can relate it better than, you know, most, some of us, is, I think it's actually embracing your story. You know, I think like you seem to have done this quite impressively. You know, you've been very self-reflective. You know, you haven't justified things. You've just said, you know, this was happened there, you know, or this. You know, I think why, you know, why I did that, you know, that's what happened there. It's really, mm. I just, just yeah, adding, it's really impressive, you know, I think. I think that's the best way for people to deal with their story is, you know, to embrace it. It doesn't mean that they have to like it, but just say, look, this is, you know, in all your, you know, in all our, I guess, flaws or, you know, uniquenesses. And I definitely see that from, um, are you saying embracing the culture of, embracing your story embracing culture where you're from all of that i see that from daria a lot and <laughs> with the whole russian side you do it alex with the romanian side and chris you do it with the american side you're just you everyone is just embracing their story and it's um if if you i'm not saying you have to embrace your stories no you don't have to but doing that does does it makes me feel more comfortable about talking about it. it makes me more comfortable about um being open and honest about it just because i'm just embracing it all the time and it makes me proud of that too wait i have something to go with that i like what you just said it's like i felt like you said embrace it but don't do you feel like there's a difference between embracing it and accepting it because i think for me personally like i think what has gotten me to a healing point is accepting everything is and i can't change anything oh you know? no, it's definitely i mean like i can't change what happened in the past and it's um yeah, I, I agree with that. It's it's accepting it and then you choose later on if you want to embrace it. I think that's that's where I'm yeah. getting at. So, you know, people, it's a good way of putting it. You get the information yeah. you get 
you get told all this information, you either choose write to write that down, write it down, <laughs> note it down, but then I just, I choose to completely embrace it, probably a little bit over the top sometimes. And I, you know, I do apologize to some of my <laughs> friends, I get a little bit crazy sometimes, but um, I. I love it, so it's fine. Adoptee power, yes. Adoptee power, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think also it gives you a sense of, it gives, by accept, accepting and embracing, it gives people, I think, a sense of power and it actually removes the, you know, like the, not the vulnerability, but it actually removes that, that it can cause people actually more hurt. And an example that I always bring up, which is quite cheeky and funny, is in, high school when we first you know started going to our high local high school when we took the school bus there people would always ask my brother and me are you guys actually related you know like because we don't look that much alike i mean there's some similarities but you know my brother and i are totally different girls and then people and then we say to them that i always told them cheekily no he's just my brother from another mother <laughs> <laughs> because we because we both grew up you know, in a very you know open environment i mean my parents set me down when i was like three four years old and they show, showed me the photos of what's it like being adopted you know, of the orphanage and told you know as much as the story as they knew and they always said you know here's the court documents everything you know we've, we've locked them away for safety you know like in a yeah. safe you know, in germany but they said if you ever want to look at them let us know you know we'll check them out and we've always you know we're going over them as kids and we even showed them the social workers when they would check on us because they did it in Germany for a few years, how the adopt, you know, adoptees are doing. And they said, the social workers said to the parent, you know, my parents were really impressed with the level of openness that you guys, you know, doing this. It's good. It's good. And I know you, you had your brother in the same, in your, in the same school or a different school. You mean in, in New Zealand? In high school. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were at the same school, but of course, you know, different year levels, you know, yeah. he was, yeah. I know what you mean by saying, of course, but no, I had my brother in the same class because he was three months younger than me. Oh, he's, that's, never, yeah, no, he's, yeah, I keep saying, yeah, my brother's, different. Just a, for yeah. clarity for everyone, my brother's three years younger than me, so. Yeah, so I mean, people yeah, so often was, ask, it would be the question all the time, how are you guys in the same class? Are, are you twins? It would always be the twins question, but everyone was fine about it. Everyone was open about it, and I was, fine my brother was like i don't really want to talk about it so much but it's his choice but i talked about it all the time <laughs> so yeah that's no, good i have a question for everyone i think talking about high school that pro i get asked a lot when i tell people that i'm adopted is that i'm adopted not that, yeah, that i'm adopted is did you ever get bullied and bullied in high school for being adopted or did you I'd rather, you know, the people like this year for being adopted or something, you know, like you see in the American movies that come out, you know, where people get, you know, bullied sometimes for being adopted. Mm. Alex, I think we started with you. Um, no, it was just, it was not bullied. It would just be questioning about my name, Sasha. People would say that's a, that's a girl's name, but that was it. It was honestly, that was it. I was open and I was open and I didn't really I just ignored a lot of the rubbish and garbage it came through and just moved on I tried to just okay. push it away yeah yeah I relate to that um a little bit too. like I, I didn't really have any issues in relation to like bullying however I had a lot of public ignorance and what I mean by that is like my um me and my sister like my sister is a little lighter than me but my mom is black and my dad is like my complexion 
And so sometimes I remember we were at the grocery store when we were younger and this guy came up to my mom and he was like, are, are these your kids? Like, they just don't look like your kids. And, you know, she shooed him away or whatever, but I experienced a lot of public um, ignorance in reference to, you know, my family and stuff and my adoption. Yeah, it's, I don't know why people, I mean, you know, people, people that don't know anything, I guess people will bring up things when they probably ignorance. don't know it or they do. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, what do you, what do you say? Ooh, actually, I also have, it's not, I wouldn't necessarily call it bullying. Like I would have family members in my adoptive family who would like kind of drop hints. Like, you know, you're adopted, right? You know, but the way they were saying it wasn't necessarily in a loving manner. It was more so like, you know, dropping a bomb. So that I kind of relate to that as slight bullying. It's like, I kind of view it as like family manipulation a little bit. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's passive aggressive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Jana. I think um, for me, I was never like bullied or anything. Oh, for me, I was never bullied or anything. But I think I did maybe some bullying, like with like one or two people. I think when I was really, really, really young, probably middle school. Um, I remember I would like invite. <laughs> someone like one of my friends over and I would just I would just be mean to her and I would if we had a trampoline I would just bounce her off and I was just mean and a bit and, of a joker uh, as well then so what? <laughs> a bit of a joker as well then you probably that's don't know that's not mean Dari I mean I did the same to my brother I actually broke his no, leg on our trampoline no. <laughs> okay that's mean like <laughs> no, no, but, I, I, no I didn't I didn't break I didn't break it on purpose I just double jumped and you know when you jump on the trampoline too hard and make him jump up and he landed wrong. <laughs> Is that okay. what you did, Daria? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being nice about it. No, I, I would say things to like make that person break down, but really I was the one trying to break. So I was doing that towards maybe one or two people growing up. Like I went through a tiny phase and um, I thought about it just like maybe a few years ago, I just started like thinking about that. I'm like, man, I'm like, so not that person, but it was just another cry out for help. And that was just my release. And, you know, so I did little things like that, but it was just, yeah, like, that's just not who I am. But yeah, there was a few moments like that, but I was never bullied. Um, I would, you know, I, people would just be confused and I just would, I wouldn't really talk about it, <laughs> like my name or, you know, any of those things. Yeah, but did people often, were you called, um, you were called Dari during high school, yeah? But would you, but people often, would you bring up Valentina or how, how would that? No. no. Oh, no, Valentina just started a few years ago. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. Valentina, like, yeah. talking about that. But no, Valentina was nowhere, I was nowhere near talking about anything like that. And, um shoot what was i gonna say oh a few people like growing up like before high school would call me diarrhea because they just they didn't want to say my actual name <laughs> so you know just little kids were being kids yeah. so i was like yeah. you know teased for that so I, I did kind of not like my name because it sounded like that in in russian it's actually Daria. but you know it's more <laughs> yeah it's more americanized now sounding yeah. but yeah little things like that there's little things along the way that, you know, they do build up as well. They do over time. Yeah, they yeah. did, I think. Yeah. 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 So, Jana, we haven't heard from you. What, what, oh. what? Um, I wasn't bullied as such because I was adopted, but I feel like 
when I was growing up, I had a bit of a developmental delay. So that kind of made me um, like, sometimes I get teased a little bit about that. But that was more when I was younger. But when I was in high school, I feel like um, I came into myself a bit more. Like for the first couple years, I feel like I was, um, my confidence was quite low and that made me an easy target um, at like some stages. But yeah, I didn't struggle too much with it. I think it was more so, it wasn't other people bullying me. It was kind of more like what I was telling myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough interesting yeah, yeah i guess it's yeah really, no yeah i think it's sorry go ahead i Alex. think i think yeah just from my perspective because yeah it was not much bullying but i think what's also was interesting in my case is that my name also like was Al alexander from sasha my name was changed from the romanian version of alexander which is alexandru the alexander so i had a pretty much a westernized name you know like a German sounding name or you know English name, which then in New in New Zealand got shortened to Alex, and my kind of like parents got a bit annoyed about that. You know, like when people called me Alex, they finally got used to it. But yeah, and yeah, but it's but they always said to me, you know, when I you know like when even in Germany they said to my brother and I, if we ever want to adopt our you know Romanian names, you know, do a formal name change. They were more than happy to support that when we're 18, you know, when you're legally allowed to do that in, in New Zealand or Germany. When we were kids, they told us that. Yeah. And yeah, and it was the same with my brother because he had a Romanian name that actually was a girl's name in Germany. So they they changed his name to Colin so that, yeah, they changed his so that they, that, you know, that my brother wouldn't be bullied in high school or school or anything, you know, they were thinking that far ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's nice to for all of us to really talk about this because I think um, high school was yeah important an important part of all of our lives um, and just yeah it's different emotions new emotions um, depending on what you want to search or track down you're learning about yourself and you're learning about your identity I think that's it's a, it's a, it's like part two of identity I would say this this conversation yeah yeah. Um, I just want to quickly, before we wrap up, Alex, um, sorry, I'm interrupting you there quickly, but um, we had a lot of comments come through and I only saw them just now, but I just want to say, um, if you do have a comment you want to leave, um, if you want us to read anything out, please go to imadopter.org forward slash talk and we can bring those out in conversation. Um, but there's some great comments on here, just people saying hello from um, Ireland. Um, can I join? Someone said, I th here's a good one. I'll just quickly read out to you guys if you guys don't mind. But it's Alex, can I quickly interrupt you? Why don't we, if okay. everyone's happy, if, if everyone's happy, why don't we spend another five minutes going through the comments if everyone is not in a rush, you know? I think it would be great to read them yeah, out. I'm going, and put... I'm going through them quickly right now. So Yeah, five minutes, it will be <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Nasiba. Okay. <laughs> it says, um, someone, Sophia Wilson said, I for sure feel attached more to people when I feel safe with them. But with the dating, I have trust issues. Um, I think it's that from being adopted, I feel that it, uh, 
in- intimacy, I'm not really bad at my English, um, shouldn't be wasted or shared with someone I don't feel safe or connected with. I relate to that so much. That, like, I think all of us, especially me and Dara, we've had several conversations about relationships. It's like you're, like, paranoid that someone's always going to leave, so you anticipate them leaving before they even leave. Yeah, that's, yeah, I I can relate yep. to that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a little sabotage situation to, like, make people go. Like, okay, I'm just going to mess this up so you can get out my face, because I know you're going to leave anyway. Bye! You know, like, beating people to punch. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that was it. So with 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 me, really quick, like I'm realizing I'm so like that. Like I self sabotage and I um, uh, self destruct. I I do something or blurt something out or act some type of way to like push that person out. So now I'm I'm working on how to just express myself instead of like shutting down and acting. I'm just expressing what I'm feeling more. And it's kind of a hot mess, but it, it works. <laughs> it's been working so far <laughs> instead of that self-destruction. But yeah, don't self-destruct too much. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I understand what she means by the trust thing. And it's like, who do I trust to share all this with? Or it's like, who, yeah, it's like, am I ever going to find someone exactly who I can completely trust and just, it's, I don't know, I don't know. It's probably another conversation we, we could have next yeah. time, but it's... Um... I think we should have one about that. Like, a, another point is, like, I think for us adoptees, like, I, for me personally, I view relationships as, like, me creating my own family. So I view relationships as more intense than, like, other, you know, um, dynamics, like family and friends. Like, my relationship is, like, way more important than those two. I know that sounds weird, but, like... Well, it's part of you, though. It's 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 your future as well. It's it's all of that. It's your family. It's yeah. No, I understand. Um, someone. Oh, yeah. Someone said here. Um, yeah. There's a lot of Irish people on here watching from Ireland, which is quite it's quite nice. So, hello everybody. Hello from hello from hello to you. Hello, <laughs> hello hey, Ireland. Beautiful. Hope I love Ireland. Oh, hope you're having a Guinness fast tonight. Well, good whiskey. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, okay yeah on a, on a personal note I, Ireland is beautiful it's nice um, and then Anya said so nicely said and I totally agree with you um, being nice and being safe with someone are totally two different things Ooh. Yeah. being nice and being yeah. safe being nice and being safe with someone yeah. are totally different things so yeah yeah so it's yeah it's a another big conversation <laughs> i think <laughs> um and yeah someone just said I, I i agree i love meeting other i want to meet other adoptees um but this is this is what having this is all about and i think it's yeah i think it's real i think it's good that we have these conversations. As everyone, oh, everyone think, oh, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> no, we're just, we're just listening. Yes. We didn't want to interrupt you. No, it's right, it's right. So I think, uh, I think we'll wrap it up. Have you guys got anything you want to say before we, before we finish up? By the way, let's throw it out there. Go be, nice be nice to yourself. Very good. Be <laughs> nice to yourself. That's a good one. Look after yourself and look out for each other. 
what I was going to say earlier, the embracing and the accepting, um, I am kind of like the opposite. I'm like embracing that I have to accept because I haven't had that reunion. I'm, I'm like in the, in the works. Um, so I'm still kind of early on in my journey. So embrace to accept. You're definitely embracing it. I mean, and you never know what's going to happen down the line too. And I think it's going to be, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. You're just embracing as much as you can, Daria, just taking it all in. I, I believe that's what you're doing. And whatever comes when you get to Russia, um, you'll accept whatever comes your way, I think, with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think my parting with this also, I think that highlight from Chris about embracing and accepting is really powerful. And also want to thank all of you guys for speaking so candidly about your experiences and really sharing really good and unique insights you know, of your own individual experiences. And I think it's like a lot of the messages that are coming back, it's saying, I think it's really seeing what we're all doing is really powerful, empowering people by sharing, sharing everyone's experiences. Yeah, it's, it's, and I also, also before you cut off, Alex, I know you're about to press the leave button, <laughs> but I, I really just want to say um, thank you to all of you guys in this conversation because you guys are all ambassadors for I'm Adopted and it's important that we keep doing stuff like this because it is helping a lot of people and depending, whatever conversation we're having, it is getting the word out there and that's why we do this. And I think it's, we all have a passion for it. We all can talk about it and um, I'm very proud of you guys being involved. So thank you for that. Let's see about Gilbert. Let's see about Shoy. And just before I go, I've got my Russian hat, so I'll just put it on. <laughs> just, yeah. <Man. laughs> you look even more Russian now, like. <laughs> How's this? How is this? Now you need to sing, now you need to sing the Russian national anthem. <laughs> no, I'm not singing that. <laughs> Anyways, guys, just before we go, thank you so much for tuning in, and um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Alex, Jana, Chris, and Daria slash Valentina. <laughs> thank you very much. Hope the hat's not putting everybody off. Can't have a serious conversation with this hat on. <laughs> it's very warm though. It's so good. It's cold. It's cold here today, so this is perfect. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll take that off. All right, I'll see you guys later. Thank you very much. See you guys. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye. See you next time.